You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and every other week I'm in this seat telling you things that you need to hear about healthcare and other issues that doctors are talking about in doctor's lounges all over the country. We try to give you the information that you'll need so that you can be armed with the information to fight for your healthcare freedom and that of your family and um, to uh, be informed so that you can make a difference. And we are supported by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only physician-led healthcare think tank in the country. Uh, the Docs for Patient Care Foundation depends on your support. Um, we, this show and all the work that we do is um, so vitally important, and your help is so needed and so appreciated. So please go to our website at www.pcfoundation.org. That's D, the number four, pcfoundation.org and give $5 or $500, no amount is too big or too small, and you will continue to be in the fight. And everybody these days needs to be in the fight because we are in a fight. And this is what doctors talk about in our doctor's lounges all throughout the country in every hospital that uh, doctors go to. And it is um, it gives me no pleasure to talk about what I'm going to talk about today, but I am just as angry and upset about what's going on as everybody who um, I have encountered. Um, there, there is this show today. It, it, we we typically give our show a title, you know, and I focus on an issue, and the. The subject of today's show is simply one word, and that's chaos. And that is exactly what we are now living through. We are living through sheer and utter chaos. It's hell. And we don't have to we didn't have to be here, which is the most frustrating part. We're here because the uh the, the hate for Donald Trump was just so enormous that it blinded everybody in terms of using their own common sense to, to make the correct political decisions. How could anybody in their right mind have thought that Joe Biden would be anything other than what we are seeing right now. For anybody to believe that is astounding to me. And I think that people are embarrassed to to have to come to that realization. You never want to be embarrassed like that. You never want to think that the, the decisions that you made were just so bad that that uh, that you you uh, are caught with your with your your pants down that you just you just read the situation completely wrong and ex- that's exactly what has happened. Everybody who voted for Joe Biden, who is not a Marxist, read 
the situation wrong. And I've talked about this before, and I think that this is a matter of messaging. And we need to get better on the conservative side about messaging. People are labeling conservatives as as everything that's bad in in life. Misogynist, homophobic, racist. You pick a, a negative term, and that equals conservative. If you are a, a person who supported Trump, you are all of those bad things and worse. And people supported Trump not necessarily because they liked the man, but they liked his policies. They liked his positions. And America was doing great under the policies of Donald Trump. Joe Biden, you might like you might like the man, but you hate the policies. You might feel sorry for the man because there's no question that he is demented. He is demented. There's no two ways about it. People knew that. People were willing to invoke the 25th Amendment on Donald Trump to get him out of office because they thought he was mentally incompetent. These same people are ignoring Joe Biden. How hypocritical is that? Hypocrisy and double standards is really what we are living through right now. It's how could you believe a word that the government is telling us about anything? What they are telling the public, what their public uh, uh, their, their spokespeople and what the spokespeople are saying defies logic. It defies what we're seeing. It's like, what are you going to believe? What you see with your own lion eyes or what I'm telling you? It's ridiculous what we are living through right now. And how does this relate to health care? I'm going to tie this into health care because what is happening is the chaos that we're seeing around us is intentional. And the Doctor's Lounge show, as I say over and over again, is a show that is uh, a reflection of what doctors are talking about in Doctor's Lounges. And we don't only talk about health care issues, although that does um, constitute a large part about what we discuss among ourselves. But we also talk about how the events around us are shaping our country and shaping our lives, affecting our lives, and how they're going to affect what we as doctors do on a daily basis to be able to take care of our patients. The chaos that we're living through that has ensued is intentional. It is so that the Marxists can achieve their goal. And I've said this over and over again, and I am not going to back down from this. This is not up for debate anymore. We are dealing with two ideologies, Marxism and anti-Marxism. Now, there are Democrats who are finally opening their eyes and they're seeing that these Marxist policies are anti-American. They just don't work for us. And the more 
people on the Democrat side stop voting with a D and start voting for an A, which is anti-Marxist, the faster, faster we will be to reclaiming the country and the promise of America. But right now, we are in a war. It's an ideologic war that the Marxists are winning. Now, you know, we talk about double standards and hypocrisy. The list is long about what the government is telling us and the double standards and the hypocrisy. I mean, we can run through a few of these. These are all the things that have contributed to the chaos that we're living through. The border. We hear the Secretary of State and we hear the Secretary of Homeland Security go on national news programs every week swearing that the border is closed. And we all know that that's just not the case. And and so this is the chaos. It's an open, porous border. And I'll get back to that in a, a, a bit. We're being told by the leaders in Congress, the, 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 what they call the Progressive Caucus, which, again, they are, the, the left is, they are masterful at wordsmithing. And we, our side, needs to be consistent at pushing back and using our own terminology to, to get the message across who these people are. They are not progressives. They are Marxists. Marxists. So the Marxist caucus in the House of Representatives is telling the country about the black genocide by police officers around the country, when in fact there are more people killed in a weekend in Chicago, black-on-black genocide, than police killings of black individuals in a year. And that is the truth. And you can look at FBI crime statistics to, to back that statement up. It's an absolute fact. But yet, the Marxist caucus in the House of Representatives wants people to believe that there is a black genocide going on created by police officers, so we need to defund the police, we need to reimagine policing, while at simultaneously cities are burning and people can't walk down the street anymore without, without um, the risk of getting killed. Just yesterday in Miami, a young family was having um, uh, uh, lunch or dinner at a, at a restaurant and an individual came up to this this dad, pointed a gun at the at his young son, begged him not to kill him, and the guy pulled the trigger and killed the father. So this is this is what we're living through right now. Crime statistics are through the roof, and people are tired of feeling unsafe. But this is what the Marxist caucus is telling us. Um, 
is is happening because of the police, the, the Marxist caucus, who has now been embraced by Nancy Pelosi, is telling us that January 6th is the worst day in American history. It's worse than 9-11. It's worse than Pearl Harbor. It's worse than any single day in the history of this country. It's it's but at the same time the hypocrisy, double standards of the cities that are burning down um, by by the Marxist Antifa movement is ignored and in fact not even prosecuted or if they've been arrested they've been let go and while at the same time the people who um, infiltrated the Capitol are still being held in in jail uncharged um, with crimes like trespassing or um, malicious uh, you know uh, mischief um, social media abolishing the First Amendment and telling people what they can and cannot talk about approved speech and unapproved speech George Orwellism 1984 allowing the head of the Taliban to be on Twitter and yet banning the former president of the United States. This is, we are living through crazy, but this is chaos. And this is what Marxists want to do. They want to divide people. They want to create tribalism. They want to indoctrinate the young and basically, um, through attrition, um, get, get their gains by allowing the people who know better to die off and replacing them with um, with drones, people who are lemmings being taught in in government schools about um, that it's that it's uh, um, it's it's bad to be white that uh, you're born a racist. That uh, that there should be um, equal results, not equal opportunity, and uh, and this is this is their goal: Marxists versus anti-Marxists. Spending is out of control right now, and the left is lying about this on a daily basis. They're trying to say that this is an investment, when in fact this is destroying our economy. It is making. Um, prices go up. It is, and and not only are prices going up, but the policies of the economic policies of the left of the Biden administration are making things worse by allowing people to stay home and not work, and to um, pay them to um, be uh, at home and and dependent on the government, while at the same time, businesses are are begging for people to work, but they can't compete with the government. When the government is printing money like it is um, going out of style, and and it is going out of style, but the, 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 the employers can't compete against the government. The government always wins when they are giving out money and they can print it. And, and worse of all, it's the taxpayers, the people who are paying the freight, who are left holding the bag, and 
future generations, our children and our grandchildren, because we're never going to catch up to what these these um, uh, profligate spenders are doing. Um, I mean, the chaos that is being created by the Marxists is I, the list is so long, and we talk about this all the time, and not just us, but it's it's spoken about in in um, in conservative media, in Wall Street Journal, in in places other than the mainstream media, um, voter fraud, wokeism, um, the elevation of fringe activities and movements, um, transgender, not being able to say what a a a woman is or what a girl is or a boy, choosing your pronoun. Um, all of this is chaos. It's all designed by the Marxists to divide us. And then, of course, there's Afghanistan. Afghanistan, I just have to speak about this because this is just the cherry on top of the cake. This is something that everybody is now seeing in the world, including our allies, who are calling out the president, who are who feel like America has left them high and dry, who has had the the Afghanistan crisis has created a a um, a crisis of credibility. Our allies can't count on us anymore. The people who we rely on in country um, can't count on us to protect them if things go south, and none of this had to happen. It was all done at the whim of Biden, who is not even capable of of making these decisions. And honestly, you know, it's probably not even Biden who is making these decisions, because when you watch him give a speech, there is no question that this is a man who is severely in the throes of dementia. Now, demented people aren't always, you know, at, at end-stage dementia. There's a spectrum. They go through a phase where they have lucid periods and seem like they're pretty good and then completely, um, you know, incapable of having a conversation, which is exactly why his handlers are not allowing anybody in the media to um, to have a, uh, a uh, opportunity to ask questions. He has not had one real press conference, not one real press conference. He's had some orchestrated press conferences with a few selected questions that they've known about beforehand, but he cannot take questions ad lib, off the cuff. He is incapable of doing that at this point because of his advancing dementia. Look at his eyes. Look at his face. This is the face of a demented person. But watch him when he leaves the podium. He's got the shuffling gait of someone who is Parkinsonian or who has dementia. And there's no question about this. And for the people around him to allow that to happen is shameful. But it is purposeful because they want him out there because there are people behind the scenes who are pulling the strings. You know, the people who are 
right now in charge, the Tony Blinkens and the advisors in the White House, the Susan Rices and all of those people, they're all Obama people. These are all the same people who brought us Benghazi, who brought us the Iran uh, nuclear agreement, who brought us all of the um, military debacles um, that that uh, occurred in the Obama administration. And the Afghanistan debacle is something that did not have to happen. It was purposeful. You know, we have military in over 100 countries. Why, you know, when they the administration says that we have no strategic um, reason to be in Afghanistan... Yeah, we do. The reason why we went to Afghanistan was to prevent another 9-11. And you know what? In in 20 years, there hasn't been one. But watch watch what happens now, because there is going to be terror in in that affects America like we have not seen before. And it gives me no pleasure saying that. But that's what's going to happen. That's what all of the real secure security people. That's what all the real people in intelligence are telling us. And this is this is very frightening, um, especially with a porous border um, where people from um, the Middle East, now with armed with our weapons, can come across that open border and do bad things in our country. This is frightening. You know, they talk about the endless wars. This is, again, Marxist talking points here in America. We, you could say the same thing about endless wars in South Korea or in Japan or in Germany, where we have sizable um, forces stationed. We did not need a sizable force in Afghanistan to keep the peace in the region, to keep the terrorists at bay to keep our our um, equipment and weaponry out of the hands of terrorists. The ISIS and the Taliban are one and the same, regardless of what the demented President Biden tells you and his spokespeople. They are one and the same. And by the way, the countless wars, you know, more people die in a weekend in Chicago than have died in Afghanistan since 2014. So don't buy the nonsense that the Marxist media is trying to spin and and pass off to the American public. It's not the case. And even our side has bought that line to some extent. I I had two patients this week who were... um, uh, um, ex-marines. I guess you're never an ex-marine. They're marines, and uh, but they're they're they separated. They're no longer serving. But I knew they were marines because one of them uh, had a marine insignia tattoo on his bicep, and the other one had a uh, marine face covering. And so I asked them questions about uh, you know what they thought was going on, and they are apoplectic. They are so angry, as are most veterans about what's going on, as are most people in the country. Um, 
And so I think we need to re-examine what is happening, our political landscape, and stop looking at whether there's an R or a D in front of people's name. There needs to be a realignment, and you are either an M or an A. You're either a Marxist or you're an anti-Marxist. If you're a progressive, that is just newspeak for Marxism. You're either a Marxist and you hate America and you want to see America completely destroyed so that you can remake it the way you want, or you're an anti-Marxist. You love America. You love the things that we stand for. Yes, there are problems. Yes, our history is flawed. Whose history is not? But we learn from our mistakes. We get better. And we use those historical mistakes to build on and to grow together as a country and not let it separate us. And that's what Marxism does. It separates people and and that's how they win. That's how they take over because the people who take over are only interested in two things, power and money. And the people at the top enrich themselves at the expense of everybody else. And then, of course, finally, there's COVID. We have to bring this back to COVID because COVID pretty much envelops our lives. Um, you know, the the hypocrisy and the double standard here is, is just, um, it, it is on full display when it comes to COVID. And I'm going to use the rest of the second hour to talk about COVID and um, and what is happening in in uh, and how this whole issue is um, hurting us in terms of the future of healthcare? Um, but I, I got a couple of minutes till the break, and I just want to set this up. You know, um, the border is porous, and COVID-infected people are just being shipped across the border. Um, They are being shipped across the country in public transportation, infecting everybody around the country. And the the ruling class, the people in charge, are lying to you saying, oh, no, the border's closed. And they're turning a blind eye to this. And they're downplaying this situation. While at the same time, simultaneously, they are trying to shut down um, life in this country because of COVID and then as a triple header in terms of hypocrisy these same politicians who want to control your life and shut you down are doing the exact opposite and they're headlining events that are super spreader events. Lori Lightfoot in Chicago kicking off the Lollapalooza event um, with Tens of thousands of unmasked people, elbow to elbow. In New- you have Bill the disgraced De Blasio at the We Love New York concert with a hundred thousand people in Central Park, elbow to elbow, many of whom are unmasked. Super spreader events, and these people who want to control your lives are are 
headlining these events. And it's okay if they're involved in it, but if you want to go to a wedding with a hundred people in your family, uh uh uh, you can't do that. And of course, then there's the schools. I, I don't even want to go down that road again because we've done that ad nauseum. But you've got the hypocrisy with masking, with passports, with vaccinations, with the origin of the virus, the Wuhan. You know the um, the uh, head of the of the NIH this week came came out and said after uh, investigation into the Wuhan lab. Well, you know what? This was a naturally occurring virus, and maybe there was you know a leak out of a lab in Wuhan, and they were dabbling in this virus in the lab in a pig's eye. This is not a naturally occurring virus. This has been manufactured, and there's enough evidence to support that. But again, the lies, the double standards, the hypocrisy, the people who are in charge don't want you to know that, so that you will be confused and divided. And then, of course, the blackout on information about about COVID. If you disagree with what the, the czar of... of COVID, Fauci says, anything that deviates from that, if you're a doctor with a different opinion, oh my God, you will get doxxed, you will get blacklisted, you can even lose your job. There are people who have, who've lost their job over this. So this, why why are they doing all of this? And we're going to go ahead and, and delve into that in the second half of the show when we get back. So uh, we're going to go to break, so stay with us. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you.
This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back in the Doctor's Lounge. I'm ranting today about chaos and why it is. I'm, I'm explaining what is going on, not that it needs an explanation, but now I'm prepared to try to explain why it's happening and how it will affect you in terms of health care. And before I do, I just want to um, go back to COVID. Um, you know, I, as a doctor, I've been um, dealing with medical issues, many of which are not settled science, for my entire career. I've been, I've been a practicing physician for over 35 years. I've been in healthcare for 45 years. And never in my life have I seen such emotion about a medical issue. And COVID's a medical issue. Unfortunately, there are now 320 freaking experts on immunology, public health, um, disease, infectious disease, prevention, because the social media and mainstream media has allowed that to happen by putting impressions and opinions by individuals who have um, 50 million followers out there, like their opinions really even matter. Like I could give to you know what's about what LeBron James says about COVID or what what Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift say about COVID. <laughs> but that's what our society is now really depended on. We've depended on people who know nothing about science as sources of information. And it goes beyond even celebrities it's the internet trolls who your people are listening to and they're getting information about and then they're reciting this information back to other people like it's fact this is i've never seen anything like this with with a medical problem and i certainly have never seen doctors at each other's throats or um have so much pent-up rage and frustration against each other over any medical problem ever. Now, granted, I don't think that there's ever been a medical problem like this in the history of our planet. Yeah, there's been the bubonic plague, there's been the black plague, there's been the Spanish flu, but this um, this uh, pandemic has killed... Um, well over um, four and a half million people that we know of. It's probably higher than that uh, around the world. It's um, it's it's been uh, implicated in the deaths of over six hundred thousand Americans. Um, just yesterday, we found out that the numbers in New York, which uh, former governor, I love saying that, former governor Cuomo lied about. He, the death toll in New York was actually much higher. 
by about 12,000 people in nursing homes than, than they originally let on. So it's a bad, bad, bad disease that nobody's ever dealt with. But my God, I have hundreds of friends and acquaintances in the medical field. It may even be in the thousands. And most of these people are very smart people. Most of them are much smarter than I am. Um, but I've never seen an issue that has divided people so much, that's created so much emotion among smart people where they're so divergent. Um, and I respect so many of these people. But the ra- range of reactions and responses to the issues um, makes these people into lunatics. And um, and it's impossible that you can get consensus when there's such divergence in their opinions. I'm on group chats with many of these doctors, and I do not engage. I don't want to be involved in these conversations. I just like to sit back and observe and watch the debates between highly educated and very informed individuals. And I'm not talking about, you know, somebody whose brother-in-law's next-door neighbor is uh, an immunologist at the CDC. I'm talking about people who went to medical school, went to uh, have higher science educations, who can read scientific papers, who understand what is going on. And the these issues that the doctors are talking about among themselves are very, very complex issues. And, and I think that it bears, it bears some, uh, some acknowledgement of how complex they are among doctors. Masks. Do cloth, cloth masks even do anything? Um, the fact that very few people even wear masks properly. Why wear them outside where there is low transmission rates? Why wear them into a restaurant and then sit down and take them off? Is, does COVID know the difference if you're standing or sitting? These are the, the debates that highly educated doctors are having among themselves. How can people who don't have that background be expected to be able to digest information and come to rational conclusions. They can't. They rely on, quote, experts. And unfortunately, the people who want to control this narrative are flooding the zone with individuals who are going to put the message out there that the those in control want you to hear. A couple other topics, vaccinations. Should someone who has had COVID already be vaccinated? And if so, why? Is passive immunity, that's the immunity you get from vaccination, better than naturally occurring immunity, being infected with the virus? What are the long-term effects of the mRNA virus? Just because the experts tell you that there are none and that it's safe, would you believe them? Why would you believe them? Why would you believe anything that these people are telling you? But but that's unfortunately where we are. We do know that the vaccines do seem to work in the people who are now populating hospitals and ICUs and dying are the unvaccinated. So yeah, the vaccines do work, but at what cost? We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be of the vaccinations. 
Having said that, I've taken the vaccinations, both of them. I likely will take the booster when it comes out. But again, these are decisions that I am making based on information that I'm digesting as a scientist, and um, it's very complicated. Do children need to be vaccinated? What are the benefits and what are the risks? I have a, a really dear friend of mine who tells me that in his career, he is, and he's been practicing for well over 20 years as a pediatrician, he has seen very few children who've had um, cardiomyopathy that has just occurred um, not congenitally. That means not born with a cardiac problem, and then all of a sudden developed a cardiomyopathy, a problem with their heart. Since the COVID vaccination has been out there, um, he has seen more cases in the last year than he has in his entire career. So there's something to that. Um, Benefit versus risk. And that's how doctors make decisions every single day of their life. Benefit, risk, the pros and the cons. And that's how we, how we give advice to our patients. You know, the therapeutics, that's, that's really the one that's the craziest. The information blackout about how to treat somebody who is uh, infected with COVID or believes that they've been exposed. Um, and there are medications that doctors are using around the country to um, treat patients. Ivermectin, which is an antiparasitic. Hydroxychloroquine, which is an antimalarial. Monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron. It's out there and very few people are getting them. And then, of course, the zinc and the vitamin D and the, and the azithromycin. There's cocktails of medications that are safe that people can use and are using, but there's an information blackout. And if you say something about this, you are committing treason in the eyes of the people in control who only want you to wear a mask, to quarantine, and to take a a vaccine. So why is this happening? control and money. If you can remember anything that I say on this show on a repeated basis, it's Marxists, control, and money. Those are the three things that are driving everything that we're seeing. It's driving the chaos because the chaos is a smokescreen. It is to allow the, the left, the Marxist, to, to implement their agenda. They're implementing it on, on, um, on the, the immigration. They're, they're implementing it on entitlements. They're implementing it on energy. They're going to implement it on pause now for a moment, health care. Yes, health care. So this is where we bring this all back to health care. This 
$3.5 trillion monstrosity, the blueprint, which was approved along party lines in the House, is a blueprint to re-engineer our society. Entitlement programs, whether it's free um, child care, whether it is um, it's housing, whether it is um, giving people a guaranteed income, those are all social reengineering that Marxists want to do to put people on an even playing field, so they say, so that they control what's going on. And the biggest part of this, which happens in every single Marxist regime, is control over health care. And so they are quietly, silently putting things in place so that they will control your health care. All right. How does this happen? Let me let me cut to the chase. So this $3.5 trillion monstrosity is designed to fund the federally um, the federal programs in health care. It is to throw more money into Medicare, make it look more like Medicaid, get more states to sign on to Medicaid, because there are some states that have not expanded their Medicaid, and dilute Medicare with younger people who are 50 years of age or above. What does that do? does several things. Number one, it takes away dollars from seniors who have paid into the Medicare system their entire working career. Any senior out there who supports the Marxists, who votes D, should get their damn head examined. I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're trans, you're anything. If you want to not receive the kind of health care that you're expecting to receive when you are a retiree, you have no business ever voting for a Democrat again because they want a single payer and they're well on their way to doing this in this $3.5 trillion bill. So you need to be calling daily your representatives if you are living in a Democratic district or a Democratic state and tell your senators and tell your representatives that you do not support this. When they increase the number of people on Medicare and they dilute out the dollars that are going to be available to seniors, they are going to ration care. You are not, as a senior, going to be able to get your hip replacement. You are no longer going to be able to get those miracle drugs that are now being developed by the pharmaceutical industry. And you've heard people who have listened to this show 
for years know that I am no fan of big pharma, nor am I a fan of the insurance industry. But this plan will knock the legs out of both because when you increase the number of people who are on the public insurance, you are competing against the private insurers. There'll be less people. When you've got less risk out there, fewer people, the prices have to go up. The prices already are out of control for insurance. When those prices go up, people will not be able to afford their insurance. They will have to bow out. They will have to go into the public system. And eventually, private insurance disappears. Drugs, what this is, this plan does, it will, um, it will mandate that drug prices cannot exceed 1.2 times the average price of drugs around the world, the Western world. So they're going to look at what the drug prices are in Canada, France, Germany, Japan, England. And then that's the most that the government plan will pay for a drug. So what does that mean? It means two things. It means that the expensive drugs that the pharmaceutical companies have spent billions to develop are not going to pay off. They're not going to be able to get their money back on those drugs. So they may not even be available because right now those drugs cost more money. And when the government is unwilling to pay more for that, because that's the only system that's going to be out there, then these pharmaceutical companies are going to say, the heck with it. We're just going to eliminate those drugs that are high-priced drugs and uh, not and not worry about it. And we'll cut our losses. But worse, every night, every single night, we are swamped during the news hour on all the networks with drug commercials, commercial after commercial after commercial, new drugs coming out. Miracle drugs. Gosh, who would have thought that, you know, that the problems with rheumatoid arthritis or um, other inflammatory conditions like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis could be managed and controlled with some of these miracle drugs that are now available? You can't get them unless you go through your doctor, but the pharmaceutical companies know to continue to get that message across to people so that they'll go to their doctor and they'll say, you know what, I would really like to try this. And it works because that's what's happening. People are getting those drugs, but it's they're miracles. They're actually allowing people to reclaim their life. It costs a lot of money to develop these drugs. These, these drugs do not come cheaply. And 
when the government will not pay the pharmaceutical companies the money that they need to recoup their investment, these companies are not going to, uh, they're not going to uh, continue to do research and development. And this miracle that we're living through right now is going to cease to exist. And yeah, the United States is the is the um, I guess the the we bear the brunt of the the uh, the cost of drugs around the world. The world benefits from the 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 uh, advances that are being made in this country with drugs. But it's something that we've enjoyed for for. Um, you know, for a long time, and and that's going to go away, and um, and so the other thing that's going to happen is that the people who are um, not part of this system, the the um, the companies that refuse to participate, are going to get taxed. The um, pharmaceutical industry that refuses to. Um, uh, play along are going to get taxed. The government is run by Marxists are going to extract more and more money from these companies until they get them to to grovel, to 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 basically get to their knees to participate. And um, what we enjoy in this country as the greatest engine for healthcare delivery and innovation is going to cease to exist and we've seen this we've seen this movie before and we don't like the ending we've seen it in countries around the world where socialist healthcare systems has resulted in bad outcomes with people dying worse um, life um, uh, uh, life expectancy uh, worse healthcare outcomes in Canada, in Great Britain, and and certainly in Cuba. It's now becoming quite clear how bad the Cuban system is, despite the fact that um, Michael Moore tried to lie to the American public about how great the the uh, Cuban healthcare system actually is, when in reality it is a uh, freaking disaster. So. That is why we are seeing chaos in this country. It is a -a whack-a-mole philosophy. If you have enough chaos out there and you don't know which way to direct your attention, you are going to miss what is happening behind the curtain. And and we're missing it. We're missing the re-engineering of our country because there's so many bad things that are going on and um, and now people are finally waking up, even Democrats. I think Afghanistan and what has happened there has been a uh, eye-opening experience for the, for the center-left. They're now even um, realizing how bad things are and have to face the reality that their political decisions were miscalculations. So this is why we need a re 
engineering of our political thought or what we what we view as politics. And we can't look at our we can't allow the Marxists to divide us. We can't let them say black versus white, rich versus poor, um, gay versus straight. We can't allow that to happen. We need to be able to say you're a Marxist or you're an anti-Marxist. And we need to come together as a country because it is not too late. It is not. It is not too late. We have to hang on. We have to fight back because as we've learned from previous history, it is truly darkest before the, before the dawn. We saw this in New York City a generation ago when, in my lifetime, growing up in New York, I couldn't wait to get out of New York because I was sick and tired of the threat of being mugged on the train or being accosted on the street or having my car windshields wiped down by homeless people with water bottles and newspapers if I'm stopped at a red light. It took it took getting as low as possible for Rudy Giuliani to emerge and to save New York. And a generation later, people forgot that those lessons of the past and allowed for this to happen again under the disgraceful leadership of their current mayor, Bill de Blasio. Well, that's what's happening right now in this country. If you remember back in the 1970s, Jimmy Carter and inflation. Inflation was was through the roof. Interest rates were 18% for people who were buying a home. Now you now you can get a home for sub 3% on a on a, a loan. That won't last for long under the Biden administration with printing money. But the happiest person in America right now is Jimmy Carter because he is no longer the worst president in the history of the U.S. It's Joe Biden. And if you just remember that and you work towards getting out of the darkness and back into the light, keep working every day and remember what they're trying to do. They're trying to divide us and they're trying to destroy America and trying to destroy your health care. Don't let it happen. I'll be back in two weeks. And uh, um, I uh, wish everybody a uh, happy Labor Day and uh, stay safe. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.